Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have Tracy Andrighetti. Yes, we do. And we love Tracy. She's she's a friend to both of us. And uh, we just yeah. love her so much. And she's super fun. And this was a great interview. Tracy's kind of reinvigorated her career by uh, yes. going wide. Some- and she's doing collabor- a collaboration with three other authors. And it's super interesting. And just it, I love the way they've done it. Right. It's very different. It's nothing we've heard mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And um, yeah. they're writing a series together mm-hmm. and talks about, you know, how they came up with the idea and how they executed it. And mm-hmm. it's just really good. It was like, um, and she, we talked about, um, she works full time, how she had mm-hmm. left her job to write full time and mm-hmm. decided to go back to mm-hmm. her job. And so mm-hmm. it's in right part-time. And mm-hmm. so it's just a really good interview of things that we don't talk about a whole lot. Some new things that we haven't talked about at all, like the collaboration mm-hmm. in a, right. on a series, like writing the actual books together for right. a whole series, which is mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I could do that. But Tracy loves it and she highly recommends it. So mm-hmm. she really does. It's a great, it's a really fun interview too, because yeah. we, we laugh a lot. Yeah. We talk about our misadventures in um, New Orleans. Orleans. Yes. And New Orleans is always an interesting town. So I just can't imagine what it was like when you two were there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's going on this week? Uh, Not a whole lot. Um, Yeah, just not a whole lot. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) And that's a totally fine answer. Thanks. That's about all I'm going to say. What's going on with you? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm working really hard on getting a book finished. I have a deadline in March. Oh, yeah. And um, it's a copy editing deadline. And I'm actually debating if I want to just email my editor and say, you know, I want to push that out because I don't want to be stressed. And I'm really like, that's all I'm thinking about. I mean, I and so it's kind of like a point of pride with me. Like I've never Mm -hmm. had to move a deadline. And so, right. But I mean, do I want to buckle down and do it for the next couple of weeks, like six weeks, or do I want to push it out? And so I'm kind of thinking about pushing it out and um, that would give me extra time. I could Mm -hmm. still like comfortably a thousand Mm -hmm. weekdays and then work on some of these other things that I want to do, like setting up direct sales and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's like a big, big, there's a lot that goes into that that you don't see until you get done. And so it's like, right. there's no uh, right. benefit until like a couple of months later. So, mm-hmm. so that's my debate this week. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's what's going on. And then um, what else do we have? Oh, we were going to talk about um, subscriptions for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, we've now, we now have subscriptions where if you would like to support the podcast, you can, and, um, we've not really done ads or anything Mm -hmm. to, um, cover the podcast cost. And we're, Mm -hmm. you know, we hope that, um, we will have some supporters to help us cover the cost of the editing, the Mm -hmm. hosting and all that. We love podcasts and we 
want to do this yeah. because we enjoy getting together and yeah. talking about books and writing. But um, there's a point where like, if we want to keep doing it, it makes sense to, if it keeps us away from writing, it's almost right. like we need to do something to right. make it pay for itself a little bit. I don't yeah. know how would you phrase it. Yeah, that's exactly what how it phrases it. So we're not having to pay for it. Um, and we're not writing. You know, it, it does keep us out of, away from writing. So it does help us um, to be able to cover the cost because it's not just the editing. I mean, we pay Adriel. Adriel does a lot for us. She's mm-hmm. our PA. And, um, yeah, the hosting cost and all of that. Um, so, yeah, if you want to support us, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't, we understand that too. And, yes, we do. Uh, We'll still be here as long as we can do it. And um, yeah, yeah, and but- it's, it's we're thinking this is a way for us to connect a little bit more deeply with some mm-hmm. of our listeners. And um, mm-hmm. so we're going, so we have a link. It's uh, wish I'd known for mm-hmm. forward slash support. And mm-hmm. so you can go there and support, uh, sign up to support the podcast, and we will give you a shout out on the air. And yeah. um, we don't have any supporters yet, so you could be the first one to get <laughs> shouted out. <laughs> and we'll probably butcher it like we do a lot of our guests. Oh, my so, goodness, yeah, yes. We, uh, and I have such a hard time with that. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. But, yeah, that that's really kind of it. And, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I think that was all we we were going to talk about unless oh no can i can i yes, close my um consulting service yes, if you don't course. mind yes, uh yeah so i did uh four free consultations last week and you know it just reminded me how much i love it and mm-hmm. um so if you mention the podcast i'll give you a 25 dollar break on the um consultation and uh you know I'm pretty good at it I mean I just have to say I'm pretty good she at is. it she is <laughs> now don't ask me any grammar questions I'm not you do not want my advice on that or any productivity questions <laughs> you don't want my advice on that but other things I'm pretty good at so um yeah. Anyway, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah, you're really good at like looking at a sales page and looking Mm -hmm. at covers and blurbs. And you kind of, you're like, when we talk about like being an instinctive writer, you Mm -hmm. kind of instinctively know, oh, well, if you do this or if you lean into this, it will help. And you've helped people and they've seen really good results. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have. And and just branding too. kind of help if you're if you're not real sure about your branding I can really help with that um we can really boil it down to what it is you offer people what's the promise you're going to make to people and then fulfill Mm -hmm. so um anyway you can contact me through my website or uh just send me uh if they're in the Facebook group they can message you right you can message me uh, through the Facebook group. My email is jamiealbright1 at gmail.com because uh, when I was doing my email, you know, That's I didn't fun. know it was going to be a big thing. You know? <laughs> so now well, that one works just fine. <laughs> Jamie Albright 1, number 1. Um, and 
Yeah. So if you're interested, but be sure to mention that you heard about it on the podcast because I want to be sure and give you the discount. Yeah. All right. Well, we should get to Tracy's interview. Okay. All right. Here's Tracy. Well, today we are excited to talk to Tracy Andrew Getty. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hey, I'm so happy to be here, you guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we were excited uh, to have you come on the podcast, and I know this is going to be a lively discussion. (laughs) (laughs) If it's too lively, edit that out. (laughs) All right, so let's read your bio, and then we'll get into the questions. Tracy Androgetti is the USA Today bestselling author of the Frankie Amato Mysteries and the Danger Cove Hair Salon Mysteries. She is the co-author of the Killer Forsen Mysteries as well. In her previous life, she was an award-winning literary translator and a lecturer of Italian at the University of Texas at Austin, where she earned a PhD in applied linguistics. But then she got wise and ditched that academic stuff for a life in crime, crime writing, that is. <laughs> I think it sounds like I need to rewrite that. I haven't looked. I haven't no, looked I loved it. While I haven't looked, but it still sums it up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, really I think it's was, great because it shows it was a really yeah. conscious decision to get get out of academia and have some fun. That's yeah. Good. Well, we That's will good. dive into all that. I think. Yeah. Well, tell us how you got into writing. Total accident. Um, <laughs> had to do with had to do with academia. Um, I finished the PhD and thought, oh my God, I'm never going to read a book again. And I had heard that people who do that often don't read for two years. Mm, I did not read for a year and a half. I didn't want to read anything fun. I didn't want to read a freaking cereal box. If it it, it involved reading, I was like, nope, no. And so I would look at my husband and go, you read it. and then uh, the funny thing happened a year and a half in, I was missing a big project, i.e. a dissertation. And I went to lunch with the next student and I was like, maybe I need to research or something. And she goes, you don't want to do that crap anymore. <laughs> and I looked at her and I go, you're right. I don't. I want to have fun. And so I signed up for an online writing class. And this is really funny. It was a long time ago. i trying to remember the probably 20 I guess 2013 which seems like a long time ago Mm -hmm. um and the teacher was Kristen Harmel who's now like a New York Mm -hmm. Times best-selling author Mm -hmm. a few times over um so I got lucky there you guys and it's when they called Chicklet I took an (laughs) class with her and um I signed up and said can I make it a mystery And and she said yes And then I took some advice of hers at the end of the class. She said, um, whatever you do when you leave here, you need to to join some sort of writing group. And I joined um, an online one and the woman running the group suggested I enter this contest. I entered a contest. And the next thing you know, um, I had like Gemma Halliday was trying to do a publishing company. Well, I guess she still does it. Mm -hmm. And and so she wanted to publish it and said, any chance it could be a series? And I said, well, yes. (laughs) Not a problem, right? I I really, the contest I entered was for a month of mentoring from a New York Times bestselling author. It was not um, to get published. So that was Mm -hmm. a weird thing where I had to suddenly decide. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how that happened. And yep. uh, I've looked back many times. <laughs> <laughs> but you are no longer with 
Jimma, no, no. no, somebody, I, it was after book three, somebody mm-hmm. said you should self publish. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, the income, I think quintupled something like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was considerable and mm-hmm. I did well with her. She, she actually has a lot of followers, you guys, and they she bought books. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's cultivated a good following and mm-hmm. her people are interested in the, in the book she oh, yes, puts yes. out. And yeah. There's still, uh, there's still my readers, a lot of mm-hmm. them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that is uh, interesting because it's not like the typical path that we often hear, but, you know, people want to write since they were little. So I like that. I like that, that it's a little different. So yeah, what is, write. <laughs> it's very on brand for you to just stumble upon it too. <laughs> I know. I, I feel. I feel like it is. I, I never thought about being a writer. I had all these. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I'm going to say this. I had all these friends when we were like growing up and in college. You would go, yeah, I'm going to be a writer, and I would like mock them. <laughs> Because a lot of them, you know, had that air of like, you know, I'm going to be yes. a Hemingway or whatever. And I would laugh so hard. I know. Very supportive. Yes. They had their their uh, cable cardigan on and yeah. their pipe yeah, at 21. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> lived, lived all the life at mm. 21, you know, yep. had so many stories. Yeah. 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 Was that I would mock them because, you know, I'm that person. And um. Yeah, so it just was so ironic, such an ironic twist of fate that yeah, writing something not I love it. obviously, yeah. Really. yeah, that's so funny. Everything goes around, comes around, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, what is your definition of success? Um, I don't mean this in a cynical way, but it's actually just not quitting the business. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and again, I. I I have a secondary definition that I'll get to in a second. But when I say I don't mean it in a cynical way, I just mean, you know, we know the pressure and the stress and the the fluctuating income and the this and the that and the other. And I really do know that this is a long game. I mean, we all know. And, and it is a matter of longevity and finding a way to motivate yourself to stay in it. And I think a lot of the people who leave, sometimes, you know, they're really talented people who just burn out. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's why I consider it a success to stay in. I think it's, if you do love it, you have to hang on to what you love about it and figure out a way to hang on to it mm-hmm. when you're riding the sort of crazy tumultuous ride that yep. this, that this business is my, my second definition of success, I'm a slow writer. I have to really think about it. And comedy is hard at sometimes. And I have to think about that. And so I, I told myself, you were going to put something out every year. And collaboration has was, believe me, last year was a hard year for me. And um, collaboration was the only way that I put something out. It was the first time in a long time I did not put out my own individual book, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm on my way to rectifying that. So that's great. That's great. And we're going to talk about your collaboration later. I'm so awesome. I'm yeah, really no, that's, interested that's, to get into that. That's a that is a story in itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you wish you'd known about writing and craft when you started? Um, that I am an extrovert and that I need to approach it a little bit differently. Although I would argue that what I'm about to say really applies to introverts too. I think, and this goes back to 
the challenge of being in this business and sort of riding the, you know, the ups and the downs, riding them out. I need it to be adventurous. I need to Mm -hmm. (laughs) to think of it as an adventure. And what I mean by that is um, part of staying motivated. And to do that, I'm not necessarily talking about research trips, although those are nice. Um, Everybody (laughs) loves, you know, loves a good research trip, but not everybody has the ability to travel. So it's finding ways to make this adventurous. Some of that is the collaboration that I'll talk about. Some of that, though, is... um, Having fun in the books, for example, um, looking at maybe something my character would do and saying, you know, could I do this? Like, Mm -hmm. is there, you know, like I've really thought about um, taking like she's a PI. So I've thought about like taking, you know, classes or like, you you know what I mean? Riding around like I know an actual like PI, uh, an older woman who is in a small town in Texas, I've thought about like riding around with her, but thinking, you know, thinking a little bit outside the box, even, and this sounds so crazy, but I've even worked in, oh my gosh, if you guys have never heard of Fifi Mahoney's in New Orleans, it is a wig shop. And I mean, these are the craziest wigs you're ever, ever, ever going to see in your life. Think of like a big red wig with a board across the top of it, almost like a little hat with a red and white checkered tablecloth, a Corona, oh a lemon, and some yeah. plastic crawdads. Like right, you had a right. crawdad boil on your head. I mean, these <laughs> are crazy. And so I saw them and there was something about them that just made me happy. Like, and I started incorporating them into my books and it has mm-hmm. become a thing with my readers and I've even worn some of the wigs like I have bought them I it, so it's just how can I make this fun and keep mm-hmm. it fun when sometimes it's just not fun yeah that's <laughs> that is true I mean? yes yeah sometimes it is just not fun and so it's it's the adventure, like finding a way to make it. And then also, and this sounds crazy because I was never somebody who journaled, didn't write, didn't journal, mocked people who did. <laughs> um, I write I, like notes to myself sometimes, like telling myself how great it's going to be if I finish this book and oh, how liberating. And, and I make myself like imagine the liberation and the joy and the happiness and the things I will do with my, my time that I'm taking off from writing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot of little mind games and tricks mm-hmm. really. I think that's important, though, because, yeah, it's not always fun. And you for some of us, we have to do that. We we have to play some money games. Yeah, you have connections in um, New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans with you and uh, you had a signing at what was the name of the place? Well, Poisons. It was a secret uh, vampire speaking. No. Well, yes, you went, <laughs> but you had the signing. Yeah, we went to a oh, yeah, secret vampire speakeasy, and yeah. I was sorely disappointed there wasn't a vampire in sight. We were there too early. It, so the, the <laughs> oh, story, oh, that was it? Okay. Yeah, well, they come out at night, and remember, yeah. it's like freaking daylight. I mean... <laughs> So don't go in the summer. No, yeah, <laughs> that really was late. the problem. It was, it was, it was. After, Remember, it uh, was before they actually yeah. opened, and I was yeah. like, "Why did you do this? This doesn't make any sense." But it was at Boutique to Vampire. Yes, that's so, where the signing was. Yeah, 
Yeah. So if you go into that shop and you like sort of chat with the person at the register, they have this policy of like, if they kind of like you as a person, they will give you this little piece of paper that says like where (laughs) Secret Speakeasy is and tells you what you have to do. And basically you have to go into this certain bar and you have to find somebody who works there and you have to say this certain word. Yes. And yeah. it's a phrase and it's really yeah. funny. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it away. And then um, like, they don't even say a word. They just Mm-mm. lead you out back through this creepy old courtyard and like open this old door. And then you see this red and the staircase. And at the end of it, it says vampire zone and you go mm. up. I mean, it's really an adventure. Yeah. But there are, a, yes, there are a lot of places in New Orleans like that. And they actually do have a vampire community. And um, I think it's like, if you look at New Orleans Vampire Association.org, you'll see it. They have like a code of ethics, like donor yeah. for being a blood donor. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Okay, so- They're community mindless. They community minded. They feed the homeless. So this leads in perfectly in the next question about marketing, because like (laughs) these things that you do, like for fun that are interesting, they're, they're perfect for talking to your readers. I mean, do you incorporate those and what do you do for marketing? Like our general question is, you know, what do you wish you knew about marketing, but how do you incorporate these things into like your newsletters and stuff? I, I think, you know, I hear this a lot, like from people who join my newsletter, I tell them about random adventures I had. And so like on that trip <laughs> that Jamie was on me, Jamie can tell you that a woman like chased me around a bed at the, at the Airbnb. I mean, we yes. had this whole, you guys, we, it was the craziest, it was the worst, but also in some ways the best trip ever. And we were in a flood, weren't we? Didn't it flood? Like yeah, we we, we were. We had to take our shoes off, and they gave us umbrella wrappers to put on our feet because they said, "Do not go outside." Yeah, you could get bare like a feet because the water was so high, and it was just sewery and so staff yeah. infection. We were in the French Quarter, right? Like I remember, like a liquor bottle floating past me <laughs> as we were trying to leave. But I mean, um, I and I slept in the hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all my dog died like it was just, oh, yeah, that's and right. then also jamie and i went somewhere to watch like the royal wedding like I, yeah. we, we, wow it was Ooh. just it, this trip was just all over the place <laughs> but um as for marketing it, there's so many like it's so easy to market with new orleans you guys right. it is kind of a party it lends mm-hmm. itself to fun mm-hmm. It also, of course, lends itself to mystery. It sort of is mm-hmm. a place. But yes, the wigs, um, Mardi Gras beads. Like I, yeah. I send, when I send a book, I always send a strand of Mardi Gras beads. I go to Mardi Gras. I catch a lot of the beads from like super coveted crews. I buy them. I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of, um, it's sort of hard to pick any one thing, but it is just about fostering a sense of like fun community Mm -hmm. because I write comedy that wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily work for everybody. I think it depends a lot on what you write clearly. Um, But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's so random. Um, What do I wish I knew about Mm -hmm. marketing? Mm -hmm. 
Um, oh God. <laughs> so, so many things. Um, it's an hour show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I think I'll just say, I wish I sort of knew that it's, um, that I could have as much fun with it as I do mm-hmm. uh, trying to keep, to have fun writing the books and mm-hmm. that there is a way to market and enjoy it. And, you know, I think it, I think it, I'll give Becca Syme a shout out. I think it really does go back to the idea of um, don't try to do all the things because you'll drive yourself crazy. You'll mm-hmm. probably waste a lot of money and waste mm-hmm. a lot of time. And then you're not writing the book, which is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So pick some things that you like and try to have fun with it. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's easy with New Orleans and comedy. Yeah. 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 To me, it seems like it's very just kind of organic for you. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is fun and this is fun. And I'll share this with my readers. And like, yeah. it's not like a super um, regimented system. No. Like, oh, I'll do this. And this is more intuitive, maybe. But I mean, yeah. I think yeah. it's, it comes through in like, when you talk about it and in your books, I think it's just you. I think it like I think it has to be natural for me because if I try to force anything, you can really, really tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I am not somebody who can fake it until you make it kind of it. I can't fake anything. It's mm-hmm. like all over my face yeah. and out of my mouth. It's like, yeah, everybody knows about it. Um, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, uh, what assumptions did you make at the beginning of your career and looking back, did they turn out to be right or wrong? <laughs> I assumed that I would quit my day job and (laughs) I would make money at this, be able to support myself, no problem. After a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. I gave myself a certain number of years. Um, And so uh, the mistake that I actually made was quitting that job. And it wasn't wrong to quit that job. For me, it was wrong to quit a job. Mm -hmm. I actually don't want writing to be my full time job. And I Mm -hmm. found that out by quitting a very lucrative tech job. I, I didn't belong at that company. So again, that was the right thing for me to do. I wasn't happy in what I was doing there anymore. Um, and in fact, that is when I started writing my first book. Um, mm-hmm. And that was sort of a sign that I wanted something else. So I guess I would sum it up by saying, um, I think there is a way to support. I, I think I I know that I could support myself with writing, but there's, mm-hmm. there's two issues. One, mm-hmm. I am an extrovert. I do need to have that outside stimulation that maybe has mm-hmm. nothing to do with my writing. The mm-hmm. easiest way for me to get that is a day job. I like the, I do like the comfort of knowing I have an income coming in that is separate from my books so mm-hmm. that there's not so much pressure on me and on my books to perform. Yep. And then, um, and then it, it, it was great to quit that job though and learn that about myself because I learned it definitively. It wasn't mm-hmm. a, oh, I better go get a job right now and like make up for the income that I don't have. No, it was um I'm gonna write the same amount whether I have a day job or not. And I actually went to the Writers Police Academy many years ago and I met a woman on a bus to a prison that they took us to a freaking 
furnace and (laughs) prisoners were like yelling at us through the bars and like looking at us like, oh God, it was like the craziest experience. And this woman said to me, she goes, oh gosh, I wrote way more when I had a day job than I do now. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's not going to be me. I don't know what you're talking about. You were wrong. No, you don't know me. I'm determined. I'm like type A, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. She was right. I wrote more when I had a day job because I was excited about it. I was like, oh, yeah. yay, free time where I can write. Everybody mm-hmm. get away from me. I'm into this. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. When it was my sole job, I was like, oh my God. Like, I have, maybe, maybe I'll go clean my bathroom. Mm-hmm. I pour coffee. I don't feel good. Yeah. If I'm <laughs> folding clothes, you know I'm avoiding writing. Yes. yes. I hate folding clothes. Throw in a toilet. I must really not want to be writing that book. There's something about it that took the joy out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, just Mm -hmm. being able to do it all of the time. I should have like just written so many books and I did not. Mm -hmm. I did not. Well, what did you do? Did you go back to work full time? Did you go back to work part time? I Um, did. You know what? I wake up psycho early in the morning and I learned when I was writing my dissertation, when I was writing my dissertation, my son was small. And so I did it out of necessity. I knew mm -hmm. that when he woke up every day, boy, you know, nothing Mm -hmm. else happened. So I started getting up like, you know, three, four in the morning and I discovered just quite by accident that it actually is a great time for me to write because there is silence. There's nothing Mm -hmm. to tempt me. There's, I'm not going to go run an errand. I'm not going to call somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know what I mean? It's like this sort of quiet, almost dead time in the world (laughs) where I sort of, I've, I don't know, it, it, it gets rid of the distractions for me, I think, Mm -hmm. and the temptations I should Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. And so I get up early and I write and I do have another job at a tech company that I, that I freaking love. I'm having so much fun without you guys. Cause it's crazy. It's just a crazy job. And so I think the thing about that is um, I have the freedom to start kind of late. And you know, if you get up at like three or four in the morning and you're writing, let's say by four 30 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you don't start until nine and you're at home. That's a lot of time to write really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm always excited about it because the job, you know, interrupts that. And mm-hmm. so it's like, yay, I wake up, I get to write. And it's it's a crazy thing, but that's how I have to do it. That's yeah. good. That's good. Well, I'm so glad you said that because there's so mm-hmm. many people that like, it's almost like the leaving the day job is like the Holy Grail or something. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's not the right thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so no, it, I think it's, it's important it, to talk about it when it's not, when it doesn't work out well. What was hilarious. So I went to Ram this year for the first time and there was, they have these like 20 minute uh, breakout sessions and (laughs) there was one, (laughs) I mean, I, there were hundreds of people at Ram, right. And there was this one for uh, basically uh, writers who had a day job and wanted to keep it. And that literally (laughs) was the premise. And there were three of us. See, it's important. We talk about this. We're laughing so hard. Um, But yeah, it it again it it for me. I quit. Okay, I quit quit that job for two years and four months, and I know that. And I know that by the end of it, I like I didn't know what day it was. A lot Mm -hmm. of the time, I felt dirty. I was like, did I shower? Like. And even if I showered, sometimes I still felt dirty. I I don't. (laughs) 
just like there was something about it that was so uh, just it it not two year two years at two and a half of that I was like no 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 Tracy needs to see some other people mm-hmm. so it's just not a good fit so no. that's yeah. totally yeah. totally it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny well so we so we talked about that uh, we always like to talk about mistakes and lessons learned and so obviously that was something that. You, it was a mistake that you learned from, but it was sounded like it was a good thing to discover about yourself. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else, that, any other mistakes or lessons learned that? Um, um, that yeah, and one of them actually has to do with collaboration. So, and, and oh, Jamie heard me whine about this. Um, <laughs> I, she, in fact, I credit her with being the person who helped me get over like a really painful like stumbling block I had toward this one book. So um, I did a collaboration where it was like a multi-author series. And I was just one author who had like a business in a town, right? So, and I had to write it off. It was the hair salon thing. And um, it was a lot of fun to write the books, but it wasn't the kind of collaboration that I was thinking. So we had to write with each other's characters, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I just, by the end of it, I was like, "Mm, I think I want to go back to Frankie, but I would like to wrap this up because I had an overarching mystery. Jamie heard me whine and whine and whine about that (laughs) book, like finishing it. Um, And she looked at me one day and she was like, you've, you've just got to write it. Like you've, you've just got like a block for this book and if you're not going to get past it until you do it. So thank you for that. The the reason I can't believe I even said that because, you know, it was good. It was, it, it was so obvious and I was like whining and so it needed to be said, but, um, What's funny is that I'm in a collaboration now that has changed everything. Um, So I was in Kindle Unlimited. And because I am not that person who, you know, writes quickly, Kindle Unlimited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not, that's not really the place. I do think it works for some people who Mm -hmm. are slow writers, but by and large, that is a voracious group of readers. um, And they want you to write and write and write in that series. and. It just, that's just not me. So I decided to go back wide. And as part of that, um, I was still using covers that Gemma Halliday, she had picked the initial design. So I was like, okay, it's time to change these covers too. And um, (laughs) well, the real indicator that I should change the cover is, oh, this is going to make a lot of people mad. And a lot of people are also going to nod their heads in vigorous agreement. I was listening to a woman who did a Sisters in Crime um, like course it was online and (laughs) my covers had um so there was like a girl on them and crime scene tape and so Mm -hmm. this woman doing the presentation she leaned in and she goes and cozy mystery authors don't make the mistake of putting crime scene tape on your cover it's (laughs) amateurish and I just like you went felt myself like just red, like a burning (laughs) embarrassment. And I was like, I knew I should change those covers. I think that was very cute at one point in time. Mm -hmm. I was over it. And apparently this woman is (laughs) never been a fan. So I was like, this is the time to change my covers. And so I used the same cover designer. And I said, I really liked the colors and the font and Mm -hmm. the way it was set up. 
it, we just need to take off the girl and we need to take off the crime scene tape. And so um, my, the, my titles all have like booze in them, go figure. And so I um, like, there's a liqueur wine. And so she, you know, does like, Oh, booze, B O O Z E, not booze, B O O S. I was like, no, booze as in alcohol. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not spread. So, yeah. yeah. No, no. You've been with me in New Orleans. I write about New Orleans. Um, secret, secret vampire speakeasy. Um, anyway, I, um, I love what she did with the covers and what was really interesting was, um, they like suddenly my books really started doing well on Barnes and Noble and Apple and Apple. And they Mm -hmm. never, like they never had before. Hmm. So I think, I think there was something about that look that just did not appeal to those mm-hmm. readers. Um, I have no other way to explain it. Again, it's the same font. It's the same. Um, actually, half of the covers are exactly the same. It is just changing the image on them. Mm-hmm. And so um, that one little detail, which is kind of a big part of the cover, I guess, but mm-hmm. not all of it was was really a game changer but honestly it's part of the collaboration too so in the middle mm-hmm. of all of that um Arlene McFarlane who writes um the murder curler series she um it's a it's a it's a hair salon in Boston as a premise mm-hmm. she had the idea of approaching me Leslie Langtree and Diana Orgain and having our four sleuths not know each other, but end up at the same bachelorette party in uh, in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was really like so clever mm-hmm. to have our four sleuths come together. There's a murder, of course, because it's a mystery. And then they solve it and they have to get along and you know they're not any of them alike actually just accidentally you know maybe that was intentional on on Arlene's part um but that has been a real game changer because um it's done so many things I'll see if I can summarize it all one obviously it has exposed me to their readers. So mm-hmm. I Frank, I, I write, we, it's a, basically the way we do it is these are 20 chapter books. We each write five chapters. Um, in two of them, we actually decided to create a character. So only four of our chapters are our character. And then we each write one chapter in the voice of the same character. Mm. So that is also a fun challenge actually. Um, but. Anyway, the point is, I have been exposed to their readership. I hear from those readers all the time. Like, I don't know why, but they email and they say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I had been reading Leslie for years. And, you know, I heard of you when you were Gemma, but never got around to reading your books. I'm so glad you did this. Um, now I have a new author. And, and it's funny, we're all getting these emails. And I mm-hmm. have no idea what it is about this particular collaboration that has inspired readers to contact us but it really has and they tell us stories like oh I read yours and Diana's and here's what you know but I hadn't read Leslie so thank you so much for doing this because now I have less do you know what I mean and so it's Mm -hmm. not it's it's sort of two-sided um and that of course has also just the collaboration has been so good for me 
I think whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, there's something about um, just sort of the working with other authors can be really inspiring and sort of Mm -hmm. challenge you to up your game. So like Mm -hmm. at a time when I was like tired of Frankie and didn't write the book last year that I was supposed to write, I started it, but I just didn't finish it. I was like, you know, scrubbing toilets or whatever, working my job. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, 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 it got me excited about it again because I started seeing my character through their eyes and they would mm-hmm. make these little comments like, oh, that was so funny. Or I love how Frankie does this. And I was like, does she do that? Like I didn't mm-hmm. even know, but yeah, you know what? I like that too. Remembering why I like the character, remembering why I like the series. Also when you have to write in a group, it really forces you to get your act together. So we actually put out two books in that series last year, which was one of the reasons I didn't, I didn't finish my own. And then I wrote something else, a a short story for a a collaboration. Um, But it has been a real game changer and I can't recommend it enough. And mm. and also, also working with them has led to other things. Like for example, um, we did, uh, we did a, a live thing with Barnes and Noble Nook on their Facebook page that like, I mean, the first like two days it had 5,000 views and there's like oh, wow. people that are watching the four of us talk about mm-hmm. the series. Um, so yeah. I'm a big fan of that. It's done a lot. It's done a lot. It really yeah, has. So those are obviously wide, right? The collaboration books are wide. Yeah. yeah so did you I, take so, your individual books wide at the same time or was I that had, after? I had just done it when mm. I was approached about the collaboration. So I had already made that decision to do it. And that's when I was changing the covers. And then I got invited to do the collaboration. And I was like, okay, perfect timing. This will help me also sort of jumpstart these books wide because they're all wide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their wide readers were getting exposed. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. The timing was just really lucky. It was just a mm-hmm. lucky, lucky break, honestly. Yeah. So if someone listening is interested in doing that, describe it, a, the process a little bit more like you okay. each, you are writing your, all four of y'all are writing one book. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how do you do, you do that? Do you plot it? Do you outline it? Kinda. So, <laughs> so what we do, it's, it, it has been really fun. I, I hear of authors describing collaborating as a chore. This mm-hmm. has not been that experience. And I think I know why. Um, so it's called the, the series, I think we call it the killer foursome series, but the titles of the book start with the number four and the word mm-hmm. sleuth. So four sleuths and a bachelorette was the first one. And what we did was we met on Zoom um, because none of us live anywhere even remotely close to each other. In fact, Arlene is in Canada. And uh, we meet on Zoom and we had the title and Arlene, all she had was, you know, our sleuths are going to meet and uh, for a bachelorette party and the bachelorette is going to go missing. And um, and then the way we did it was we figured out the first four chapters. So since it was Arlene's idea, Arlene wrote chapter one in her sleuth POV. Mm hmm. Then immediately chapter, you know, she ends with some like sort of hooky cliffhanger kind of ending to her chapter, right? Mm -hmm. And then immediately number two, author number two, which I think was Diana, maybe she picked up 
takes it from there. So we've all been in the, the room. We've all seen the same thing. So her character mm. starts talking about what's happening from her point of view. Mm. And then, um, I, I did it a little bit differently for the first book. I had Frankie arrive after they were all there. So she's arriving, she's pulling up to the hotel and she sees something when she's arriving that turns out to be critical, like to the plot. But mm-hmm. most of the time we are all, we are all in the same place doing the same thing. And then we decided as we, so when we met, we figured out what was going to happen in the first four chapters. And so we had this agreement, but, but it was loose. Right. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then, (laughs) and we had a Google doc. Mm -hmm. And so Arlene posted her chapter, Diana, we all read it, commented on it. Then Diana ran with it. Then we go to the Google doc, read Mm -hmm. what Diana did, comment, run with it. Um, And then at a certain point, we decided that the way that we had done this, we needed to all write from the POV of the bachelorette, whose name was Babette. And um, that was a whole lot of fun as well. Mm -hmm. Like talking about that, what was going to happen to her. Um, And what happened at the end of it, so because we picked a neutral location uh, to have this bachelorette party, so everybody had to fly. It was actually in Niagara Falls, not New York City, but New York. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, we were talking at the end of it and I said, you know, if we really want to feature our sleuths, we should each write one more in the hometown of our sleuth and have a reason that we contact the other three and say, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys need to come. Um, and so like, I think for the second one, the second one was new Orleans. So it was Frankie's turf. We've, we've done that one. That one's out. Um, it's four sleuths and a burlesque dancer. And (laughs) The idea was there's a lot of burlesque in New Orleans, you guys go figure. Um, And so what we did for that was um, we said, oh, well, because the bachelorette party was kind of a disaster. Someone was murdered um, and the bachelorette was missing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we all had so much fun together. Let's get together in New Orleans and just have a good time. And then, you know, something goes terribly, terribly wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it is so fun because we all write comedy. And so <laughs> listening to us on the Zoom calls is probably actually funnier than the books themselves. Because <laughs> we just let it go. You know what I mean? And we're brainstorming saying extremely inappropriate things, um, <laughs> laughing, talking about everything, but the book sometimes like, yeah, it's just that you never know. Like you never That's know. such a great concept and idea. I love it so I, much. I think everybody should do it. I really mm-hmm. do. Because again, it will really, if you were like, especially if you were writing, well, obviously you'd be writing a series because your heroine would get together or maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe you wrote a one-off book and you were like, Oh, I really loved her. Like I'd love to do something else with her or mm-hmm. him. Um, and it, what's great about it is it does really renew your your love and mm-hmm. enthusiasm. And so that's kind of what I meant about making writing an adventure. I feel like the collaboration is an adventure. And we actually all went to Nink in September so that we could meet. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Some of us had met each other, but others hadn't. Yeah. So we hung out and we actually got into little escapades and scrapes and things at Nink, like just because 
I don't know. There was something about that series that sort of inspired us to be a little crazy when we met. And um, it was so freaking fun. And that's make awesome. That. I mean, you're at the yeah. beach. Yeah. It's, it's a good place. Yeah. 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 Well, that is so interesting. And I just mm-hmm. think it's great to hear of like, you know, there's all these things about marketing and you can do ads and you can do this new thing this way, but this is actually a new thing to do with writing the book, mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. a book in a series. And so, but, but it's great. you have th- three other authors putting it yeah. in their newsletter and on mm-hmm. their Facebook, yeah. page, right? Like, so you all promote together. Yes. So yeah. the marketing, um, so the marketing is like, you know, times three, like mm-hmm. what it would normally be, or more so depending on, you know, maybe like the size of their um, newsletter. newsletter. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's such, it, it's really, really fun. And again, whether you're an extrovert or introvert, because I keep bringing up the extrovert thing, I think it's actually irrelevant. I think it really is just a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. You're just meeting on Zoom you know, it kind of breaks up the writing day. Yeah. Yeah. If you're home writing all day, it's like a meeting to to look forward to because they're very, very funny. We decided Mm -hmm. we were going to have fun with these books and, or, uh, you know, why do it if not? And so. So how many books are out now in that series? We are just starting number three, which Leslie Leslie Langtree writes about. If you don't know this, she writes about an ex-CIA agent who was now a Girl Scout troop leader. And it, it actually inspired on her. She was a Girl Scout troop leader and she had a really, really, really precocious set of girls um, who were super smart. She was like smarter than me. And um, always getting into stuff, you know, and so um, we're going glamping in book three oh, and Girl Scouts are involved. Oh, so. That'll be so fun. So, yeah. so this is so it's so um, the whole concept is so different from what we normally mm-hmm. hear, you know, like, right, right in the same series, then, you know, release quickly. And it sounds like y'all are just having a great time, but like prom- writing and promoting and marketing and taking your time with it and having a great mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And then, you know, and going to Ning to kind of cap it off, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and that also was really good too, because we started plotting book three at Ning. So we actually did a little bit of work. <laughs> we a little work gets done at Ning. Fruity, fruity cocktails. Um, when yeah. we doing that, and sometimes when we were, but um, it, yeah, it's, it's really, again, it is a really great way, I think, to jumpstart your writing to get you sort of maybe back into a character that you've fallen out of love with, or, or mm-hmm. keep going in a new way with a character that you still love. Mm-hmm. But also just have some fun, like let loose a little bit, um, not worry about it. Because wow, for once, like the power of your marketing is just multiplied, right? You really doing anything extra yeah. at all. Yeah. So there's so many benefits. Like I'm really surprised other people aren't doing it. And you guys, the best part is you write five freaking chapters and you have a book like, Mm. yay. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Sounds terrific. Yeah, exactly. So do you guys, are you running ads to that book or or just depend relying on your newsletters? Um, we relied on the newsletters initially, and we're we're gonna start doing ads to it. Mm-hmm. We, but mm-hmm. again, this was it wasn't that 
the ads aren't so much out of necessity as it is like, oh, we should do this. But it, but it, we've we've just really been having fun with it mm-hmm. and not stressing, which has also been such a great part of this. Mm-hmm. Write a book and not really care so much. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, am I doing all the things? Have I yeah. set up all the pieces? Is everything is everything ready to go? Right. Um, because we have, like I said, the power of, you know, the floor. Yeah. I mean, well, that is true. Yeah. Like if you miss something or if you're, you know, if it's not, I don't know, not, I don't mean like they come in and like correct you, but like, if you miss something or you've, you know, you're in a mystery, you don't have all those elements. You've got two or three other people to say, Hey, wait, we got to fix this. And, you know, that's just so great. I love that. Which is why it has been really, really easy to plot, right? Mm -hmm. Because immediately one or two or more of us will say, no, 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 wait, if we do that, we have to do this. And so Mm -hmm. it really is, like I said, it is very, very loose, Mm -hmm. but it has worked out remarkably well. Um, because we're all then going and reading each other's chapters and kind of like, wait, you said this here, you know, that doesn't mm-hmm. work. Um, and so it, it's just been remarkably easy. It, there's not a lot of um, advanced work. The most we have done, I think is probably Leslie, because she already has a campground that she has sort of mapped out mm-hmm. on paper, like in as part of her world. And so she's sharing that. Um, for burlesque dancer, they didn't know a lot about the New Orleans burlesque scene. So in a separate Google Doc, I threw up some pictures and some information. Like there's a school, there's like, you know, mm-hmm. certain certain dancers that are famous there, like Trixie, Trixie Minx and, you know, just et cetera, et cetera, making sure they knew all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. But that's the most work we've done. It's mm-hmm. really all just those quick Zoom co- and and those Zoom calls. I think we maybe do four for a book. Wow, five, maybe five. Wow, that's just so great. I mean, I'm I'm loving this idea. I think it's awesome, and I love to see that right. you're excited yeah. about reading, um, reading, writing, and things like that. You know, because I wasn't. Yeah, right. You weren't. Year, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people. You know, I don't know if you made it through the pandemic. I people sort of crashed and burned last year. That was, you know, that was the general. Yeah, I think I agree. In my part of the world, that's kind of what was going on with a lot of people I knew. And it really did affect me. So having the group to inspire me to do my little five chapters Mm -hmm. was was very easy, very fun. And it's kind of all I wanted to do was just have that fun for once and not care so much and not mm-hmm. be so wrapped up in, oh my God, like, I'm yeah. this, you know, well, it's yeah. not all riding on you. And then mm-hmm. like the writing and the promotion, all that you're, you're divvying it up. So it's not, it's not all you it's, I and mean, I can see was, how that could be a really good relief. Yeah, and, it, and it was actually just fun. So it wasn't that painful process that, you know, Oh, what am I going to do for my launch? Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> who, who am I going to, you know, I understand that. I don't know if Jamie does. Jamie loves launch. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I think that our listeners are going to love this episode. And um, so, the final question we like to ask is, "What's the best thing you think you've done to set yourself up for success?" 
Um, I think honestly, know my personality, be honest about what I like to do and what I'm just not going to do. <laughs> um, I'm not, I, not, not lying to myself anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, I I'll do that. I can do that. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm set in my ways. I, I, it's obvious, but, um, just being brutally honest and then working with that and Mm -hmm. and finding the things that are fun or that will make it fun that feel true to me. Ram, I think Pippa Grant made this last one had a really, really great comment just about writing in general, Mm -hmm. which was fine. And it sounds cliche, but it's actually not if you think about it. And she was like, find that thing that is uniquely you and make sure you are bringing it to your genre and to mm-hmm. your book. And for her, that was a real, you know, game changer. And I sat there and I was like, yeah, 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 thing that's uniquely me. But you know what? We are all unique. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a fact of life. And um, I do like sort of fun and comedy. And so why, why was I not trying harder to, to really bring that to my freaking comedy books. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what's wrong with me that I, yeah, I guarantee I, you I that know. even though there's cozy mystery readers and or authors, not many of them are wearing wigs and talking about <laughs> those fun <laughs> things from New Orleans and vampires and stuff. Right, 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 right. Guys, I have I have to say this. This has to be said before we go. I have ordered one for Halloween that is this big gray green swampy looking thing, and it has an entire <laughs> Haunted house and cemetery on the top with a oh moon and a raven flying in front of it. This entire <laughs> thing is on the way. So yeah, yes, no, have fun with it. Seriously, whatever that is, work it into the books. My readers have had, like, my character has a nightmare about one of the wigs, like becoming alive and like swallowing her up or whatever. Have fun with it. Um, I love it. I love it. Right. And that's a reason enough to get on Tracy's newsletter right there. Oh, yes. just to see that picture. <laughs> no so, pressure. No so, pressure. Tell, so tell everyone where they can find you and your books and your newsletter. Oh, you guys know one can spell my name. Um, so Tracy Andragetti, like Mario Andretti, like spaghetti, um, dot com. And then I think my so you can sign up for a newsletter there. And then my Facebook is Tracy Andrighetti author, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at this, you guys, obviously. Okay. Well, um, we will have those links in the show. We'll have those Don't links. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's Tracy <laughs> with a need to right? other writers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll have all those links at wish I'd known then for writers.com. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Adriel Wiggins for doing the admin for the podcast. And thanks to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast. And if you want to support the podcast, you can find links at wishidknownforwriters.com forward slash support. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.